Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey there, Chicago White Sox fans. Guess what? It's been five months. We we <laughs> promised off-season podcast, and technically it's still off-season, so... Don't yell at us. And in fact, if you're going to yell at anybody, yell at this guy who's with me here. I've been like, like every other week, just calling him saying, come on, we got to do a podcast here. Come on, man. And he's like enjoying some, you know, extended honeymoon or he's trying to get away from the White Sox. Listen, can you blame him? It's Darren Black, my partner on the, at the last edition. I can promise you it is probably the last edition of the South Side Sox on the farm podcast. We will somehow blossom like a beautiful flower into the Socks Populi on the farm, or I don't know, we'll come up with another name, whatever. Anyhow, this is the 37th and very likely final episode, barring a last second, uh, <laughs> smelling salts back to the senses on the part of Vox LLC. We are going to be shipping off on our own, probably for our next, uh, farm podcast and maybe for our very next podcast, uh, whenever and however it may be. So anyhow, this is number 37. It's been 37 fun ones. I'm anticipating this one's going to be fun too, Darren. I'm, I'm going to just round us up and say that this is going to be good. But hey, happy off season. I uh, hope the, uh, hope the winter, I guess it's not, I guess it's still winter for you. Uh, hopefully the winter tree did yeah. well enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll be, uh, back to freezing again tomorrow. Um, <laughs> false spring has had three iterations, um, so far. So, uh, boy, opening day spring. just two weeks away. <laughs> oh yeah, there's been college baseball going around. It's been getting canceled because it's snowing. So, yeah. yeah, I remember those baseball tryouts in a concrete parking lot or in a gym because you just can't. I mean, they play games in gyms if they could, I suppose, like uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, league true. of their own style. But um, we are here to talk about the farm system. And only the farm system, no frivolous discussion about the weather, Darren. Um, and we, uh, I don't know, I, I, I previewed this at the end of last season when we were doing our rundown of uh, the different uh, affiliate um, seasons. And you, know, you provided all the good information like you always do for us. And I said, listen, we're going to have to put a pin in Birmingham and come back to it. Uh, because of this, this interesting experiment that the White Sox are remain ex- very excited about because in the off season, they put out like, the, the I don't know behind the scenes the making of whatever they they've hyped yeah. Project Birmingham they they are still <laughs> very very yes very psyched about Project Birmingham so let's just kick this off by uh, by getting um, your impressions of you know of the concept of the execution you know I have my thoughts I think we we leaked a few thoughts about it uh, out there already <laughs> on the podcast yeah. but uh, let's revisit it with a little bit of distance and uh, and maybe just discuss. Um, Success, failure, curiosity, uh, where are you at with it? Yeah, so uh, basically they just brought up anybody that was good, um, (laughs) which, I mean, it wasn't, you know, a a whole group of people they had to choose from. It's the big names. Um, They all went to Birmingham. Um, 
pretty much the only exceptions were Lenin Sosa and Oscar Colas, who went to Charlotte um, because uh, that's just where their development took them. But um, literally, even from Canapolis, where they (laughs) plugged to West Cath and Wilfred Veras um, to varying success. Um, And I originally thought it was kind of going to be, especially for the lower A guys, that they would just play maybe like Saturday and Sunday. Uh, And then during the week, they would just kind of work at the backfields wherever they go uh, with, you know, hyper-localized training staff um, since, you know, it seemed like they got rid of, um, or it seems like all the good staff was in the minors uh, last year, though that problem has been fixed. Um, We think. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. Um, So, and... So just because they pretty much were playing every day, and maybe this would have been different if Jose Rodriguez didn't uh, break a bone in his hand, mm-hmm. maybe like he would have taken up more of the shortstop time. So you wouldn't have seen like Colson Montgomery, for example, you know, playing all the time. Yeah. Um, which I was kind of like, eh, it's his first full professional season. Like maybe he should just tone it down. Like he, he didn't do very well and the gas was running out at the end in yeah. Winston-Salem anyway. Um, I would think, you know, give him a breather uh, and just get him ready for next year. Um, but they went ahead with kind of playing these guys almost regularly besides the pitchers, um, which every team doesn't really pitch yeah. pitchers regularly anymore. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if they're ever going to do it again, because now all those guys are actually going to be starting in Birmingham or in Winston-Salem. So they'll all probably be in double A mm-hmm. anyway uh, at some point this year. But concept was interesting. Seemed good, um, seemed cool. Um, I don't know if it really kind of was executed that fantastic. When you when you first got wind of it, and I don't even remember how it came out, but um, you know, I, I it, it really struck me as a, a novel concept. And and with the White Sox, like why not? I mean, as you sort of laughingly yeah. put at the top, <laughs> it's like, well, okay, yeah. I mean, matriculating your best guys to let's say double A or whatever, high A. I mean, you know, I I don't know that they were really sweating it out too badly in in terms of who they were going to pick. And that probably goes for a lot of systems. I mean, beyond maybe the Rays, there's a, I mean, there are obvious guys you're going to want to, you know, the high picks and so forth. But when I first heard about it, I'm not sure if this was your experience as well, but when word first came out, it seemed to, at least in my mind or my heart, I don't remember the press release or whatever, but it, it seemed to me like, okay, these guys are going to come for, they're already sort of gassed or, you know, the season's long, whatever. And, you know, for guys like Colson Montgomery, some real successes, you know, West Cath, okay, maybe not necessarily the successes, but okay, there's maybe something to build on. Let's just keep those guys together. But I really thought the emphasis in being together was going to be, you know, almost a summer camp kind of thing where, the focus, I mean, they ended up working the hell out of these guys. I mean, I thought the emphasis was going to be the drilling, the camaraderie, the, the, I don't know, the White Sox way bo- booklet. I guess it's not actually like a, an actual <laughs> book. It's like a, it's like a brochure, yeah, yeah. but I mean, just Chuck sort of hey. doesn't write books like David Kaplan. So. <laughs> and, and so, uh, you know, like, um, you know, just sort of emphasize, Hey, you know, you're our future, you know, some, I mean, probably even like some psychological, you know, pats on the butt. Um, not necessarily you're coming to double A, go playing some games. I mean, none of these guys, I mean, maybe there are exceptions, but none of these guys were, you know, they certainly weren't old for the level. There were guys who clearly really shouldn't have been there and shouldn't have been in games. Wes Kath should not have been playing double A baseball last year. <laughs> so when 
you know, at the start, at the genesis of it, you think, okay, th- this is really novel and actually sort of clever. And then when it's like, well, no, wait, they're really, they're actually just going to have a roster of 40 guys and they're playing in games where things can go wrong beyond injury. I mean, think, you know, there are guys who played there who might've even had the start of, you know, what could be, you know, a mental block about playing the game based on being uh, thrown up against a competition that they're not ready for the fact that it was executed where it's like, no, these guys are really, we gave them a uniform. They're going to play games. And it really wasn't just the first half of the day, the drilling, but it was also the second half. Hey, play under the lights. Did that take you a little bit by surprise as well? Yeah. The, the total number took me by surprise. Um, I also can't remember how they announced it. I remember Chris gets talking at length about it uh, in the athletic with vegan, I think. Um, and Again, I thought, you know, oh, this is awesome. Like, teams do do this when um, one, like, a low-A team doesn't make the playoffs, the high-A team is going to make the playoffs. They'll just bring, you know, a few guys up. Um, and this is kind of – and double-A season is longer. Um, but I mostly thought that, you know, uh, the better guys from – that started out this season in Kannapolis, like Kath, Varis, Colson Montgomery – like the established guys like the JJ Munoz, Munoz of the world would still like play the majority of the time during the week. Hmm. Um, and people would still have basically still have jobs that probably wouldn't have um, after the draft, which is basically that is what happened. Some guys yeah. had jobs longer than they normally would have. Um, but they basically just put those guys that they would have released kind of on the bench um, not really kind of allow them to go out and prove much. Yeah. Um, and the the younger guys, the top prospects did take a lot of that time, um, a lot more than I thought. Um, I think where you and I mostly disagree is where I, like, I don't know if it really will uh, yeah. matter that much in the long run. Yeah. Um, it was probably frustrating for Westcalf to strike out <laughs> that many times over and over and over again and not really yeah. do well um, in general. Um, but some guys did well in spurts. Um, which is fun. Um, and some guys did, you know, get to play games in, you know, much better facilities, especially if you're playing in Kannapolis, um, which is great. Um, just didn't uh, end up the way I think a lot of us thought. Um, maybe the White Sox thought Birmingham had a little bit of an outside shot to make the playoffs. It, it didn't really seem plausible, but uh what can you do? Um, yeah. A lot of these guys probably won't even start the year in Birmingham, to be honest. I don't know where, like, Kath, is, Kath and Varys is probably going to go back down to Winston-Salem, which is probably going to feel weird, getting a little bit of a demotion. Um, Christian Mania, I don't know where he's going to go. He's kind of, he's just going to be 20 this year, so I don't know if he'll start in A or not, um, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to over you know, get hysterical about, oh, you know, Wes Kath struck out at the same clip he did at Kannapolis at Birmingham. If anything, that might give you confidence. Oh, hey, I'm striking out more in Birmingham. But I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it is an invitation to that as a possibility. It does seem a bit like a, a, a possible unforced error. And it just seems like the plan that you laid out when we first started talking about this, which was, hey, maybe they play games on weekends. Maybe they play, I don't know, every other day. Maybe they're just certain certain nights where there's this you know, big mix of players. Let's just work them in and out instead of like, hey, Project Birmingham is now the double-A team, which is really the way it seemed it was executed. And you're right that a couple of guys seemed like they didn't miss a beat, and that, that could really launch them maybe on a faster track. So this can work both ways, but the idea that you're going to take, like, your second-round choice, who you really are sort of, like, putting a lot into, 
uh, and, and I don't know, just say, yeah, you're a double A player now. Um, <laughs> that's, you know, that's, that's a, that's a bit of an issue to, to me. And, you know, uh, it will be curious to see how they proceed with it in the future. If they proceed with it in the future, if there's a point to doing it in the future, because, you know, by the end of the summer, these guys all could legitimately be in Birmingham or, or higher, you know, by the time, you know, all said and done, I suppose even West calf, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you'd think that would sort of be as somewhat of a development arc. Um, so I, you know, I, again, I don't want to just, you know, shake my fist at a cloud just just to do so but the idea that they were like regular players uh really did take me aback because some of them sure maybe even the colson montgomery's obviously the guy he just cranked last year but west cat what is he doing in any games in double a now he should have been with that group to drill camaraderie hey you're the future this you know your future this team maybe you do get in a game a week or something the idea that he's a you know anything near a regular at double a that yeah. just seems like you're hurtling him toward a brick wall. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but Hey, I'm not Chris Getz. I'm not Rick Hahn <laughs> um, for, for obvious, you know, obvious reasons. Um, all right. Hey, listen for the very last time, perhaps for the very last time on behalf of Vox, <laughs> we're going to take a pause, let them take a minute or so, sell you something. I'm sure you're going to, upon reflection, realize you have to buy. So listen carefully rewind if you need to if you gotta listen to the commercial twice i will allow you to do that this <laughs> this very last time because this is probably the last vox uh pushed commercial you'll hear on a Southside Sox podcast um so really sit back savor it if you're in your car right now listen you might want to pull over and just savor the deliciousness of this very last commercial message from vox we promise we will be back we're going to talk a little bit more about prospects because it's the farm podcast in one minute Please hang with us. White Sox fans, Southside Sox on the farm, podcast number 37. I'm Brett Valentini here with my great, great buddy. Such a great buddy. We have hardly spoken in five months, but we are back on track now. And it's going to be a hardcore season on the new Sox Populi podcast network. We are going to continue to do our farm stuff, including previewing all the affiliates in some form or fashion, maybe affiliate by affiliate, maybe not. Uh, maybe we'll just talk more about Berm- Project Birmingham and I'll get a stomach ache and, and, and Darren will try to console me, uh, over it. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how the previews go, but that, that's coming. Of course, Darren Black, our main prospects writer, certainly our main prospects previewer. And as always, we'll have some player of the week, player of the month, all sorts of good stuff. Darren, Darren's such a good guy. He has already taken one of the minor league updates off of my hands. That's what a good <laughs> friend Darren Black is. He's already taken one from me. God bless him. God bless him. Darren, good to be talking to you again. I would like to start uh, the second half of our final Southside Sox Farm podcast um, talking about sort of prospects to watch, guys you got your eyes on. But I want to start, I want to differentiate this in two ways. I want to talk first about guys who might have been got a little cup of coffee, who were maybe invited to Major League Camp, and then guys, you know, who aren't, have no business being in Major League Camp. Um, and that's a stupid delineation, so you don't have to pay that much attention to it. But, you know, of guys who maybe got a little bit of action in, in games and have maybe since been demoted or anything, I, are, there, are there guys sort of in that upper echelon who um, you need to see something from, you're most looking forward to uh, from this summer? Give me, give me some names. 
Yeah. Um, so I figure Oscar Colas is a bit of a cop out, but that is one guy that <laughs> I would is. like to see do well. We're going to be really watching him closely because <laughs> I think we're going to be watching him opening day. In fact, yes. Um, but yeah, but do bring that just a quick note on him. I'd love to just see him not swing at a bunch of sliders outside mm-hmm. the zone. That seems to be a Luis Robert and, um, uh, Oscar Colas problem yeah. um, for different reasons. For Robert, it's with the right-handers, and then Colas, it's with the left-handers. Yeah. Um, so I'll just we'll probably just see him platoon in yeah. whatever sort of fashion. I don't know who the twenty-fifth or twenty-sixth guy is going to be yet. Um, I'm not. I, I figure that it's kind of a choice between Jake Berger, Leary Garcia, Romy Gonzalez, uh, and then maybe Len- Lennon Sosa is on the outside of that. Um, but I'm figuring Berger and Garcia yeah. are going to make the 25th and yeah. 26th. And then seems like that it leaves Romy is probably everyday second baseman in Charlotte. Um, but for a guy that might actually be able to take over everyday second base uh, for the White Sox, if Elvis Andrews is like the player he was from mm. June 2022 yes. and five years prior <laughs> exactly <laughs> not having anything to do with the white Sox and, and his savior yeah. the white Sox. yeah, yeah. um that's lenin sosa who will probably be starting at shortstop in charlotte mm-hmm. um basically i just want to see him perform like he did maybe not the 140 wrc plus that he had in birmingham which is a, a huge power surge that he had uh, maybe that's not real maybe that's just uh him having a great first half uh, but i do uh, see him being an option um, if, you know, God forbid Elvis Andrews, the leader of the team, gets, <laughs> gets hurt and they need somebody um, else second. Yeah. Um, basically, what I, besides that, I do want him to see uh, the strikeouts come down closer to his double A numbers, which is in the mid teens. Um, prior to his breakout, they did get as high as in the 20s. Uh, that's why his 2022 is just so awesome. Yeah. Like pretty much everything just kind of mm-hmm. went well mm-hmm. um, for the entire year. Besides that uh, weird first stint in with the White Sox and also second stint with the White Sox, where the first one was uh, he came up as a backup <laughs> for Lahiri, <laughs> uh, and the second one he did play, um, but he just was clearly overwhelmed by the high heat um, and couldn't lay off, off of it, which you know makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Beyond that, uh, I don't know where Jose Rodriguez is kind of going to go. Um, I was going to say, Jose, he's got a bone to pick with you because you got Lenin at shortstop and Romy at second. I, he, he's he's going to send you a message. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess Romy can play everywhere, so he could be in the outfield as well. Hmm. Um, but I assume Rodriguez is going to go in Birmingham. He was tech, he was placed with the Barons already, though I don't know if that really matters that much, but he is – on the double a roster currently. Hmm. Um, so basically from Jose Rodriguez, what I want to see from him, um, I don't know if he'll be able to pass up Lenin Sosa. And uh, if, if, if it's a short stint, like the Hans or Alberto, like in some time. Hmm. Um, but I basically just want to see him combine the last or the last two thirds of the season into basically the whole entire season. The first third was, I think the worst stint of baseball he's ever yeah. played. Yeah. Um, like it was, that's why he's kind of sixth and seventh in rankings after being second and third at the start of the last year, that middle third, he basically became like a really good Nick Madrigal. He had one Homer and I think it was like 
maybe four or five doubles. He wasn't really doing any power whatsoever, but he's hitting 330 uh, and getting on base, not striking out. Uh, and then the last third, before he um, broke a bone in his hand, um, he just found his power stroke. He had a streak of four or five games of a homer in a row um, and just looked like uh, the old guy that we saw uh, in 2021. Uh, that made us really excited for what he did in Cannabis. Um So not too sure beyond that in the infield that we can actually see with the White Sox again this year. Brian Ramos, I don't think is ready. He could, if he starts in double A, that means the White Sox do think that you could go to the majors that year. Mm. Um, but I don't know if he'll be ready. Um, and honestly, Colson Montgomery might pass him up for the third base job anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, when we, if we go to the outfield, um, it's really, um, <laughs> they already matriculated their one guy up to the majors. So yeah. What else is there? Yeah. The outfield is just basically the older guys. It's yeah. Victor Reyes, Billy Hamilton, Jake Marisnik, nothing really to go there. Um, if you don't, if you do want to include Yoki Cespedes in that, you know, just cause, cause of the name. Um, he, I really just look at him as a platoon bat to go against lefties. He's kind of got some big splits in there in the minors already. And that basically just means it'll be even bigger if he ever gets yeah. to the majors. Yeah. Um, he can play defense at all three positions though. So the, the they, they have a roster of two guys that can't do that already. Um, so if yeah. something happens, I don't know, they'll probably go to Billy Hamilton or Jake Resnick or Victor Reyes again instead of Yolke, but we'll see. Uh, new right fielder Eloy Jimenez has got a bone to pick with you, Darren Black. Uh, yeah. Okay, um, f- quick question before we get to any sort of pitching. Um, do you think, based on how you broke down very deftly there, um, uh, Popeye's uh, th- uh, third, third, third season, and the fact that really only one was uh, astronomically good before he got hurt, do you think then that the Birmingham assignment does make sense? I really did think that based on that last third, he was sort of a given for Charlotte, but uh, I, I guess I'm rethinking that now. Uh, I, he's sort of almost uh, beginning the season on the cusp, really. Yeah, I think if they release Leary, DFA Leary, whatever the terminology is, mm-hmm. uh, and put Romy up there, I do see him as yeah, part of the down. everyday second baseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really just getting the playing time and at bats. Yeah. And if yeah. he's at Birmingham, he'll have the majority of those. Uh, he is a year younger than Lenin Sosa. So he's 22. So starting at double A isn't, you know, outrageous. Um, yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know which one has more potential. They're pretty close uh, player wise. Jose Rodriguez, much more speed. He'll, I mean, his, mm-hmm. Potential is probably like a 15 home or a 30 stolen base guy with like a 280 average, something mm-hmm. like that. That's the like the 90th percentile of him. And Lenin Sosa, you could see him like 20, 25 homers uh, at, at the very at the very max and better defense. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of maybe similar 260 average, something like that, uh, but basically no steals because. Uh, Right. They have the current rules already in the minors last year. <laughs> he didn't have any steals uh, with worse catchers. Yeah. Like, again, there's, there's 60 catchers in the majors. This was Lenin Sosa, you know, in double a, that's like hundreds of catchers worse mm-hmm. than, yeah. than what we're seeing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, those two are guys, they are on the 40 man, I guess. Um, 
so they are gonna you know lose an option there um Lenin's already down to one um so <laughs> we'll kind of see um how it goes there but yeah. those two guys are probably the next in line for outside shots to see the majors um just because you know second base is where the biggest hole is i guess they have a lot of guys that can put out and write and they've shown that in the past that they will put guys in right darren as usual like the ace podcast host i am i leave the juiciest topic for the end of our podcast this is something that both of us uh, uh beat to death last year it was obvious so it wasn't anything we were veering out of our way to do the absolute dearth of any type of starting arm if not in the system, certainly in the high minors. That hasn't been remedied significantly. I think it's probably better, if only because we're just going to be optimistic, probably better heading into 2023 than it was 2022. And, of course, I don't know, uh, West Benjamin, like, went to Korea or something. So, I mean, they they got some weird – I suppose they got some weird hits that, that killed their Charlotte depth. The idea that uh, last year, two-thirds of the starts were made in Charlotte by guys who were not starters. And the fact that we can't go into this season saying that's definitely not going to happen or that it's only going to be down to like a third, I'm not sure we can say that. Uh, give me some hope when it comes, <laughs> if you can, <laughs> Miracle Man, about uh, what the starting depth is for the White Sox. Uh, you could say you won't need it, but you always need it. And going into the season, oh, yeah. this doesn't even look like as much as it's a strong s- staff, I guess, in, 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 th- in theory. And the five starters are, I guess, more solid than going into last year. I mean, these guys aren't going to make 162 starts. They, they never do. And we're lucky if they get <laughs> very close to that. So they are going to have to tap into the minors and, you know, Davis Martin acquitted himself pretty well last year, but that was sort of a fluke and a shock. So, where are we at from 2022 to 2023 in terms of that that depth? Yeah, so I do think Davis Martin is a just fine uh, quad A guy. Um, I don't know if you really want him to be your like next man up because he he is by far and away the sixth guy here. Um, like if if there's any spots Martin needed any time off from any of the pitchers, it's Davis Martin coming up to take that. Um, and I think he's just a okay. Um, but beyond that, it's like you kind of have to squint if you want to see a major league baseball player right now. Um, if you just go by the 40 man, it's probably Stever and AJ uh, Alexi are the two next guys. And Stever is, you know, coming off, you know, perpetual injuries and AJ Alexi um, isn't uh, what's the word? Good. <laughs> um, you found it. <laughs> Um, and like that is his stats are from the Pacific coast league. So they are inflated, but yeah. they're not, you know, <laughs> you can only bring down a, like a five ERA near six ERA so much just from park factors. Um, and he's more of a swing guy anyway. Um, the probably legitimate next guy up is Sean Burke. Uh, he started the season really, really well. Uh, he, he has been getting some buzz out of spring lately. Um, I know some other prospect guys are looking at him uh, with their eyebrows raised just because he's got uh, some good breaking balls. Um, but he also ended the season a bit hurt. Um, he missed some time, came back, uh, wasn't that great um, in the second half of the season. Uh, he did. He 
wasn't he also wasn't a part of that um project birmingham group by the end he did get some time in triple a uh but that was basically he was just gassed and yeah. uh coming off injury um so he's probably the biggest name uh that will actually affect you know white Sox innings to keep an eye out on for uh because he could break out yeah. like this he is a legitimate breakout yeah. candidate um, just because of the stuff he has, uh, like pretty decent fastball, uh, good slider. Uh, the changeup is the thing that actually needs to improve. Um, and we do want to see the walks go down. We don't like seeing, you know, walk rates, you know, in the double digits. And he did have that last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was close, but he's still had it. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, uh, we're getting into the, you know, names of yesteryear that we don't want to see in the majors. It's John Park um, and the newer guys like Nate Fisher uh, and Jesse Schlattens, um, who I hope we don't see on the south side uh, this season. But that's kind of how it's shaping up. Um, I know sometimes I might throw Tanner Banks out there, but I don't know after a year of being a reliever, mm-hmm. um, and it seems like he's still going to be the reliever because he is the next lefty up after um, Bennett Sousa was claimed. Um, it seems like he's basically not going to be used as an option uh, as in the rotation. All right. And let me jump in there because we had a little bit of a, a discussion uh, among staff when uh, Sousa was lost to uh, DFA waivers. And, um, you know, there, there, if there were 10 easy picks, then there would have been an easier pick made than losing Souza. He seemed certainly up and coming. He had done very well, it seemed, at pretty much every level. I know uh, Charlotte wasn't great, but that's a pretty tough park to to excel too, too well at. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What's your take on holding on to Tanner Banks, who, has, who earned a spot last year, and he acquitted himself pretty well uh, for the White Sox all season? Uh, over a guy who's, who would presumably have more potential in, in Sousa. Did you agree with how that went down? Um, so hmm. that's a tough question because I think Tanner Banks is more valuable for this team um, because uh, they also, another thing about, uh, you know, losing Liam Hendricks is they lose a guy that can go multiple innings, go to, if he really needs to, he can take the eighth or ninth and shorten up the staff. Um, other than, I don't know, Jimmy Lambert used to be a starter, um, but he, you know, that was two injuries ago. Uh, and Raylo has now had two really great seasons as kind of a one, you know, maybe four or five out guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he'd be the next guy up uh, if uh, Tanner Banks, if you wanted to get a guy out there to go throw three. Like if, uh, you know, Cease had in Cease's first spring start, if he had just one of those days and you just need a guy to go throw, um, he's that guy. Um, he was that guy last year. He did it actually really well. Uh, he's had a good spring for whatever it's worth. Um, but I was really upset Souza went because he's basically a two, well, not basically, he's a two pitch pitcher, slider fastball. And he, his fastball got creamed last year, but his slider was uh, good. It was fine. Um, so if I don't know if he could actually add another pitch at 27, that could actually make it make anything else work like a change. Um, but he's a guy in, you know, three years and he has like three straight years of 380 ERAs or something like that. I'm not going to be surprised because that slider was mm-hmm. pretty good. 
Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if it was really good, they would have DFA'd Tanner Banks um, or somebody else, but just kind of got sniped by baseball's rules that they couldn't 60-day IL. Uh, they're two current uh, guys that they have yeah. on, that will be on the IL when the season open up opens up. Uh, but that's, you know, the roster mechanics of a not, you know, fantastic depth team, and you need to keep all your depth there. Yeah. Well, uh, again, I'll line up against uh, Chris Getz and Rick Hahn on that one. I did not like how that played out, but, you know, something had to give, and you were going to take a hit either way. So uh, just curious on your thoughts there. And, you know, speaking of yeah. guys lost, we do not get to debate the pronunciation of Jason Belous, Belous because he's now also <laughs> pitching for Cleveland. So it just seems like we are shipping uh, all sorts of different arm prospects to Cleveland inadvertently or advertently. So, Oh uh, well, uh, we we hardly we hardly knew you, Jason B. But uh, yeah, uh, not, not good luck to you, you. Not good luck <laughs> to you in a division rival organization. Um, all right, uh, I guess this is more speed round. We're running a little shorter on time. Uh, Norvera, uh, he's a guy who's been uh, injured. He's been touted <laughs> as you know the man, but he can't um, stay healthy. This isn't exactly a make or break season, but it probably is a make or break season uh, for his trajectory as a starter versus a bullpen arm. Is that correct? Uh, uh, well, I think, I don't know what year it is that you actually have to be put on the 40 man. I would probably put that as the, as the first year. It looks like it might be next year, uh, looking at his page. Um, but I think it's make or break in general, um, because he was, you know, hurt and was atrocious when he got back. Um, I, I need to see a guy with command, uh, like whatsoever, uh, or he just has to go to the bullpen to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, he throws really, really hard. Uh, you know, when it's, when it's on his breaking pitches are really, really good. Uh, but he just, he needs to stay on the mound. Um, I guess if that counts as making or breaking, I, I guess I can't, you know, just hope that some guy like doesn't get hurt, uh, mm-hmm. or count on some guy not getting hurt, right. especially, um, with, with this organization, which their pitchers kind of seem to get hurt, uh, a ton. Um, but I, they're going to slow play it again. He was already going to be slow played last year. Started out, you know, with, uh, uh, labrum, um, I don't know if it was strain. It probably was a strain. If it was a tear, you would have been out a lot yeah. longer. Um, but I, I just need to see him on the mound. I don't really know where he's going to start. He was a part of Project Birmingham. He is 22. That would mean maybe double A. Uh, but um, like you're probably going to see him start, you know, three innings a game to start out the year and then see how it goes. Okay, if you're looking at Burke as the guy who who has the uh, the hottest ascend, possible ascendance uh, likely to Southside, whether because of disaster or because he just tears it up, and then of course <laughs> not, um, uh, the, the probably the limits of uh, guys like uh, Noah Schultz and uh, Paulette and even Cannon, you know, the, the really new guys, yeah. assuming one mm-hmm. of them doesn't just like take off and go bananas. Uh, is Christian Mena really the guy who is like sort of our real sort of hot arm to really keep an eye on? Uh, Christian Mania, um, yes, uh, but he is 20. So I don't know if he'll get to the majors this mm-hmm. year, um, but he out of, I mean, pro- in prospectum in general for the White Sox, it's Sean Burke and then Mania yeah. um, as the two most likely to make it to the majors. Um, I'm a Cole Seamus guy. I really, really like mm-hmm. him. I just don't know if he's going to be uh, 
you know, a full-time starter yet. He yeah. could be a reliever. Um, just, I guess that's another thing to keep an eye on is how um, they're deployed to start the season, I assume, as a starter. Mm-hmm. But um, Mena probably has higher potential than any other pitcher um, outside of the draftees from last year, uh, especially Noah Schultz. Um, but, we'll, I mean, I hate how they don't put out or they – <laughs> These guys don't won't start until April sixth because um, Mania is not going to be on the on uh, with Charlotte, right? Um, and I just hate how we'll get the rosters on April fifth, and then we'll find out. Oh, but it okay, makes so it so get... exciting for you, dear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> scramble, oh, okay. scramble week. <laughs> oh, oh, Mania's on Winston Salem. Oh, okay. There's no way he's making <laughs> delete, uh, delete, the majors this year. <laughs> Yeah. Well, CMS is in double A. Oh no, he can actually make the majors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Son. And certainly not to overlook Cole Seamus because yeah, clearly he is an arm to watch, but yeah, the question more is how is it going to be used than, you know, if it's going to be used because he's done everything to deserve uh, consideration in that sense. So glad uh, you brought him up. Hey, um, Darren, next time we do this, it's going to be um, Sox populi on the farm and you know magically it's going to be like we already had 37 episodes because it's going to be number 38 don't ask me where you find them because you won't you know uh but but the truth is a uh, real talk uh our feed is coming with us so any of these back uh issues you want to actually read you're going to be able to do that you're going to be able to go back and and listen to Southside socks on the farm number 14 you will have access to that. That stuff will not be lost, but we will magically transform into Sox Populi on the farm 38 next time we talk. And that'll be, well, it'll be sooner than you probably want and sooner than you think. So uh, we'll be back on some sort of uh, a weekly or close to it uh, schedule uh, if you choose to take that mission that I'm offering you. Darren, uh, thank you for joining me now. We did get right <laughs> under the wire for an off-season podcast, so we did what maybe we didn't do a year ago, so congratulations. We did it. <laughs> well, thanks everybody for listening. Again, this could actually be the official last Southside Sox podcast before we blossom into the butterfly that is Sox Populi and and just wait for the Latin phrasing that will be on our logo. Check it out. Uh, mm-hmm. It is coming soon. Um, and uh, we will see you on the other side of that transformation. Uh, Darren, thanks for joining me. And thanks for the first uh, 37. We'll, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll do 37 more. Or, you know, maybe we'll just die in a fireball somewhere. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> yeah. On that note, yes. we will be back talking about the White Sox farm system and all the exploding fireballs that that entails uh, sooner than you are ready. Thanks, Darren.